Welcome to room 4216. I'm so glad you've come. Hi everybody, it's Pastor Dave. Uh, Cecilia. I know you're there, what? Cecilia. Oh, oh. Hi Pastor Dave. Uh, hi everyone. How are you today? I, I am fine. I am fine. And really, people, she's fine too. I'm quite sure. I'm quite sure. I'm quite sure. I'm quite sure. You are, aren't you? Cecilia? What? What? I'm what? Are you sleeping? No. No, not at all. Are you sure? I'm, I'm quite really, sure. Really, people, sometimes she falls asleep on I, Oh, hold on. No, that's me falling asleep on her. Um, today in our program, we've got some interesting things, don't we, Cecilia? Um, Cecilia? Uh, we've... Yes, yes, of course we do. Something's on your mind today, isn't it? it? Just You just don't seem to be yourself. Oh, yeah, I'm fine. Are you I'm, sure? I'm sure. You just seem to be uh, very laid back and <laughs> contemplative or something. Are you th- thinking uh, about something? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. are, huh? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, I got to snap you out of that. So... What can snap you out of being so contemplative? Uh, I'm sorry, what? Contemplative? Yes, what can snap you out? I need to snap you out. What do you do to snap yourself back to the real world? Oh, well, oh, well, well, let me tell you what I do. I'll be home for Christmas. You can plan on me Please have snow And mistletoe And presents on the tree Christmas Eve will find You're thinking of your Christmas gifts. <laughs> no. Thinking of winter? <laughs> no. Ah, let's try it again. I met a man who lives in Tennessee. He was heading for Pennsylvania and some homemade pumpkin pie. From Pennsylvania, folks are traveling down to Dixie's sunny shore. From Atlantic to Pacific, gee, the traffic is terrific. Oh, there's no place like home for the holidays. Oh, you're going to be doing some traveling to some different states, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, or... No, no, no. Some other state you're traveling to? Nope. Um, well, it mentioned food. It mentioned pumpkin pie. I don't even like pumpkin pie. Hmm. No, give me a good apple pie or a French silk pie, but hmm. no. Hmm. Well, I got an idea. Let's try this again. Out of work. Out of my head, out of self-respect, I'm out of bread. I'm under love, I'm under bed. I wanna go home. It never rains in California. 
Celia, I'm sorry. You have no money and you're going to get thrown out of your house? Is that why you're in this contemplative <laughs> no, mood? No, no, no. I give up. Why are you in this contemplative mood so I can get you out of it? Then close your eyes and tap your heels together three times. And think to yourself, there's no place like home. There's no place like home. There's, there's no, no place like home. There's no place like home. Christmas songs about home, rain in Southern California, I want to go home, no place like, you're thinking about home. Yes, I am. You know, there is something about that, just when you've been away from home, even if home hasn't always been good for you, there is something about wanting to be home, and if it's always was good as a kid growing up, oh. There's nothing like it. Nothing like it. Nothing like it. Interesting, because we're going to be picking up that very theme of home, but it goes in the opposite direction. Can you believe it? The opposite direction? Yep. I'll show you what I mean in a moment. Genesis, the last two verses of chapter 11 and going into chapter 12. Terah took his son Abram, his grandson Lot, the son of Haran, and his daughter-in-law Sarai, the wife of his son Abram, and together they set out from Ur of the Chaldeans to go to Canaan. But when they came to Haran, they settled there. Terah lived 205 years, and he died in Haran. The Lord said to Abram, Leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you I will curse, and all the people on earth will be blessed through you. Well, you were confused because of me thinking about home. Now, you said that these verses are going in the opposite direction. I don't get that. <laughs> well, Abram was leaving Ur of the Chaldees. That was home for him. And he set out, and it looked like he was going to stop at Haram. And he did for a while, and that's where his father died. So maybe that's home. But now God is saying, nope further on, and he kept having Abram looking to a different place, looking to the future instead of looking back. And that's where it's 
the opposite. We often think of home, we think backwards in time to what we remember. But actually, we find not just with Abram here, but it'll be with all Christians, we actually are to look forward to our home. Because, as that hymn used to say, heaven is our home. But even more than that, when we look back, what do we have? The old sinful world. Mm. It's the promise of the new heaven and the new earth, which starts now in the recreation of our soul, but will ultimately end in heaven. verses we studied a while back. Oh. Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14. Hmm. Not that I have already obtained all this, or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold for me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Cecilia, now what? We, we've talked about Abram leaving his country. He's got his sights set on this new one that God's going to take him to. And here we find ourselves chapter 12. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Got to do something to make it alive, connected to people. Well. Well, hey, first... Uh, let's break this down a little bit. First thing here in chapter uh, uh, 12, uh, God said, leave your country, leave your people, people, leave your house, father's household. household. Let's just take that. Why was this important for Abram to do all this leaving? Hmm. Hmm. Um, well, the I don't know why was it important. Well, I don't remember if we read the verse or not, but I I do remember it. Uh, Abram's father had a couple idols. Ooh, mm-hmm. that's not good. No. We're talking no. false gods here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. 
Okay. They pop up all the time, and we're going to find that out. So, Abram was possibly, okay, that's that's your people, though, and your father's household. Ah. But then the country, um, they probably all was full of that. Mm. So maybe the, God is calling him to, to leave a life of sin, all life those of things idolatry. of sin and mm-hmm. idolatry, come to something new, the promised land, as we call it. Now, wait a minute. It seems to me that we did this a couple of weeks ago in uh, Noah, where where uh, it, it seemed like, okay, the world uh, was destroyed, and okay, no more sin, it's going to be great. And that didn't happen, because sin follows us no matter where we go. Ah, but if we just stay with the sin, guess what happens? It it's, gets worse? Yeah. In fact, that's why Jesus, it's said in a couple different places, he says, if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off, throw it away. If your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and throw it away. And, you know, people say, oh, he's just exaggerating. Uh, maybe. Maybe not. Because, as he goes on to say, it is better for you to uh, be in heaven with only one hand or one eye than have both hands and both eyes in hell. Mm. So, sin does follow us, but if we don't shake ourselves loose of it, It'll pull us down. It'll pull us down. What do you think about the blessings? Well, they seem a little repetitive at times, uh, in parts. Yeah. Yeah, they can. But, well, here's a thought. Let's remember the guy that God is speaking to. Okay. He's... 80 years old, no kids, has a wife. Um, now, uh, we know that that back then uh, people did live longer without having kids, but this is starting to be a time when... Oh, yeah, this is, this is too far along. Okay, Way so this too is starting to be along. a time when, mm-hmm. when um, uh, being 80 was not a good thing without kids. Correct, correct. Okay, so he has a wife, but he doesn't have any kids. And if he doesn't have kids, that means his name's going to die out. Mm. Um, and that can be important to people that their name go on. And now he doesn't have a place. Where Where, where is he going to live? He doesn't have a land. Um, oh. he, he doesn't have uh, people. Um, he, when you get old, you don't have anybody there with you. And you don't have any influence over others. Not, you know, any, any hope of uh, making a difference in the world. So this is a guy who has a, a lot of shortcomings, you might say. And it's to that setting that God says, come out of that, and I'm going to bless you. Let's take a look just for a second at some of these blessings. You know, one one thing you pointed out uh, a while back, Cecilia, uh, off mic, and we really should say it on mic. Why in the heck are we watching this Abraham thing? And I think I said it. I said, let's just move on. And you pointed out, no, 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 no. Because not only does Christianity make a lot of it, but when you look at the Bible, 
Um, we're going to talk about Abraham for 12 more chapters oh, yeah. uh, through 24. And then the New Testament picks up Abraham a lot. And even other religions consider him a very important figure. So that's why we're taking just a moment and uh, why we kind of sometimes skip over other things. We've kind of taken a peek at what else is in the Bible. So there's a lot made of, of these blessings that God gives, and you can count them a couple different ways. Uh, after checking, I think there's six of them. If you could start reading, is it verse 2 there? Sure. I will make you into a great nation. A nation. Uh, not just a people, not just a clan, but a nation. A place on earth. Wow. Um, it, it, and this is kind of like uh, 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 George Washington. From you I'll make a great nation. Well, it isn't that George Washington's kids are, are filling the United States, but by his guidance, it's happened. I hadn't thought of it that way. Okay. What's next? I will bless you. Gesundheit, yeah. <laughs> and we say that, bless you, when you sneeze. Uh, that's what my, my grandpa always said. Gesundheit, that means God bless you in mm-hmm. German. And uh, this really harkens back. I had to do a little working on this one, I'll be honest with you. It goes back to Adam and Noah where he said, God says, I will bless you. You will be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth. So this here, this little phrase, when God says to Abram, I will bless you, it means you're going to have kids. Wow. Okay. You're going to have kids. And this is to the, to the fatherless man. You mean the uh, childless man. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, well, he's fatherless too. Well, no, yeah, his father died. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, childless man. <laughs> okay, next one. I will make your name great. Everybody likes to be known by something um, and have, you know, kind of a reputation and, and be known. Well, Abram would have his name changed to Abraham. And so, as you even pointed out here in this segment, a lot of religions go back to Abraham. And they do lift up his name as a significant person, a person of faith. Okay. And you will be a blessing. I had a struggle on this one, and you helped me with this, Cecilia. I did? Yeah. You said, well, Dave, you're a blessing. I said, well, what do you mean? And you said, oh, yeah. well, you, you, you gift me with things. Why? I gift you? And uh, what did you say then? I said that you, you give me your time. You give me a listening ear when I need one. You give me advice. I don't always listen to your advice, <laughs> um, but you still give it to me, and you just, oh, you give me your trust, and you're, you just, you share yourself with me. And that's the kind of thing that this is meaning, that, that um, Abraham will be this for people. He will be an inspiration and a gift to many. Okay, next. I will bless those who bless you. And keep going. And whoever curses you, I will curse. And who's saying this? God is saying it. So God's coming on the side of Abraham. It's like the big brother coming beside you, him and saying, <laughs> Hey, you know, if they're nice to you, I'll be nice to them. If they ain't nice to you, I won't be Boy, nice are to they them. In trouble. Yep, yep. Friend, I'm I'm with you. So your friends are my friends, your foe are my foes. That's huge because that's God Almighty who's saying that. It's not Abraham that's giving the curse. It's, it's God, God giving the curse, just mm-hmm. as God gives the blessing. And okay. Then, mm-hmm. I think there's one more. 
Ah, I love this one. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. And this one is really pointing to that of the Messiah. As God has given uh, the promise first to Abraham, no, 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 to Adam, sorry. Mm -hmm. Um, And then now it comes to Abraham. No, it comes to Noah next. Noah, yeah, thank you, thank you. Now to Abraham. Mm -hmm. And we'll find this a couple more times in the Bible where God alludes to, through these people, like King David, the, the Messiah will come. And that's how all nations can be blessed because through the Messiah, we're saved. Continuing in Genesis 12. And they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. Abram traveled through the land as far as the site of the great tree of Moreh at Shechem. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. The Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give you this land. now we find that the story of Abraham gets really interesting. Boy, do we ever. We have just had this great blessing given by God. Now we're going to have a story. Mm-hmm. And I'd like you to read it, and then we'll comment about it after you read it, okay? Oh, okay. Uh, we're starting from verse 10. Now there was a famine in the land, that is the land of Canaan, And Abram went down to Egypt to live there for a while, because the famine was severe. As he was about to enter Egypt, he said to his wife, Sarai, I know what a beautiful woman you are. When the Egyptians see you, they will say, This is his wife. Then they will kill me, but will let you live. Say to them, You are my sister, so that I will be treated well for your sake, and my life will be spared because of you. When Abram came to Egypt, the Egyptians saw that she was a very beautiful woman, and when Pharaoh's officials saw her, they praised her to Pharaoh, and she was taken to his palace. He treated Abram well for her sake, and Abram acquired sheep, and cattle, and male and female donkeys, men servants and maid servants, and camels. But the Lord inflicted serious diseases on Pharaoh and his household because of Abram's wife, Sarai. So Pharaoh summoned Abram. What have you done to me? he said. Why didn't you tell me she was your wife? Why did you say... She is my sister, so that I took her to be my wife. Now then, here is your wife. Take her and go. Then Pharaoh gave orders about Abram to his men, 
and they sent him on his way with his wife and everything he had. So what do we know about this man, Abram, so far? Well, we know that he was blessed by God. He uh, was told to go to this promised land, the land of Canaan. Mm-hmm. He was told uh, to take everything he had, leave your country, and go. And he did. Mm-hmm. He gets to Canaan. And then, in Canaan... This land that is supposed to be so wonderful, there's this famine. Famine, yeah. And so what did he do when the famine came? He went to live in Egypt for a while. Yeah. This is so amazing. And and, and then it will come in a second what happened in Egypt. So we have God saying, I want you to leave the, the land with the idols and everything and come to this promised land. But then he had to leave the promised land to go to a different land that did have idols. And what did Abraham do on the border? What did he say to Sarai? Uh, uh, they'll kill me because of you, uh, because you're my wife. So uh, tell them, um, 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 tell them you're my sister. So who is he trusting right now? Uh, he's trusting in his own ideas. Yeah, his own wits. Was he trusting God? No. So he broke the first commandment. Did he call, call, call to God in prayer and say, God, help me? Not that we know of, no. So he broke another commandment, the second and the third. And so he asked Sarai to lie. That's uh, convincing someone else to to commit a sin, which... Is the eighth commandment. Mm -hmm. And he passed her off as a sister, not a wife. He wasn't treating her with great respect at all. So he really broke the sixth commandment about his wife Mm -hmm. because he didn't defend her or help her in any way. And then, because this beautiful woman was now in the in the in the possession of the uh, Egyptian uh, Pharaoh, Pharaoh, what happened? Uh, well, first he gave him many gifts. So he got some. He stole. Basically, yeah, he stole a lot, and he took it graciously. Oh, thank you, thank you. So he he, and he knew this was coming. So really, he coveted it. Mm. Oh. Breaking the eighth, the ninth, and the tenth commandment, and then he stole. That's breaking the seventh commandment, and by doing this, he put his wife in danger. So we're almost breaking he, the fifth commandment. Oh, I think we did here. break the fifth commandment, and he lied to the government officials. He didn't honor them. That's breaking the fourth commandment. <laughs> We've got them all broken here. Yes, here we are, and I really think this is why God. Let the famine be in Canaan to force him out to realize when you are worshiping false gods and holding to your own witch, do you know what happens? You break all the commandments and you don't get yourself anywhere but in a heap of trouble. And you know, I am amazed that the Pharaoh just didn't kill Abram to be done with him Uh, and to keep Sarai. But that's our God. He protected Abram and brought him out and brought him safely back to the promised land. Isn't that kind of like our God? Sometimes when we sin, we stumble, and what does he do? 
he brings us back to himself again. And through our Savior, we are forgiven and set us straight again. glad that you don't wander off, that you listen every week, and that uh, you share your thoughts with us, and we hope you'll continue to share your thoughts with us. Please do so at info, I-N-F-O, at not-alone, dot, net. You can also catch episodes, previous episodes of this podcast at www.not-alone.net. And as Abraham forgot and had to be reminded again and as we are always reminded we we are are not not alone do come back again to room 4216 credits Terry Nord and Robert Vaughn interlude musicians Bing Crosby, I'll Be Home for Christmas, The Best of Bing Crosby, 1950. Perry Como, There's No Place Like Home for the Holidays, Holiday Hits, 1959. It Never Rains in Southern California, Albert Hammond, Albert Hammond, Greatest Hits, 2006. The Wizard of Oz, 1939. Somewhere Over the Rainbow, Acoustic Guitar Guy, Modern Acoustic Music for Beautiful Weddings, Volume 6, 2015. I'll Fly Away, Instrumental Version, United Guitar Players, Country Gospel Christian Hymns on Acoustic Guitars, Alan Jackson Revision, 2014.